As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of The Athletic Podcast Network. With me today is my good friend, Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? Yay! It's Monday. We had playoff basketball that I actually was able to watch and to enjoy. So everything is great. I mean... Man, the basketball was great over the weekend. Oh, yeah. That was... There's so many fun games. I don't even know how to pick, like, my favorite series, to be honest. It was so good. Uh, But we don't have time for that right now, Michele. No. No, we got to right. go to some You're questions. Right. It's a short show today. My schedule is jam-packed. So we are just going to squeeze this show in, and here we go. We're going to go to some questions. Thanks for asking on Twitter. This will, this is a great playoff question. This is from at Pepsi United. What surprised you the most in the first games of the playoffs? Well, I didn't watch every game, but I was able to catch Memphis against Utah the most part. Yeah. And that was extremely surprising. Yeah. Because, like, Memphis is great, uh, is a great team, uh, but, but Utah, I mean, they, they, they have all the tools to beat the, uh, that kind of team. I mean, it's not that Memphis has some crazy pick-and-roll partner. Yes, like Moran is, is awesome, but it's, um, it's weird. Granted, no Mitchell, so uh, sure. a little bit in, uh, in the air. Um, well, the Mitchell hey, stuff is weird we- overall. I mean, he's acting like he's discontent. ESPN reported that he's unhappy with the Utah Jazz, with how they've handled things. It's uh, it's just an odd situation because he said he was ready to go mm-hmm. in media availability, like publicly said, I'm ready to go yeah. for game one. They made him sit. Gobert is being weird about it. He's being weird about it. The Jazz are being weird about it. Uh, it's uh, It is a really strange situation. In Utah right now, right in time when you need that, like <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, it's not nothing. I I still would assume that they get it together and beat mm-hmm. Memphis, uh, but I don't know. Like that Memphis team not only has like a young talented point guard and John Morant, and then they've got really really nice role players all around. Like they're almost too deep with yeah. like pretty good players. But they're resilient, they're tough, they're well coached. 
they they're not going to be this pushover eighth seed that's not ready to be there. They were a little bit battle tested last year, thinking that they could get in. Last year they were the eighth seed for a majority of the year last year, mm-hmm. and ended up losing in the the playing game to in the bubble last year, and. Now they had to win two games against two different teams to get into the playoffs. I don't think they're scared. They're absolutely resilient. So, I mean, Utah's playing a little bit with with what they have here. I think they probably just thought that, you know, they can sit Mitchell and still win. And that may be true, but it's it's a bad look. Like it's an overall really bad look for Utah today. Two more very quick thoughts, one on Memphis and one on the other thing that I really enjoyed in this first day of playoffs. First, I really like when Gobert is bullied. Yeah. <laughs> and Valentinus just did that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's um, it's a pleasure because Gobert is a great player, but if you if you are physical with him, that is, that is where uh, you, you kind of can take him out of the game a little bit and and Jonas just did that the second thing that I want to say that was impressive was the way in which Phoenix defended against the Lakers I mean granted LeBron is not at the best of his physical tools nor his AD probably but if you go back and watch the fourth quarter I did it this morning I mean they they were all over the place and there was a one one or two actions where Aiton held his own against uh, against Anthony Davis and he was so aggressive so physical that it was uh, the thing that uh, that was missing for me in his yep. draft profile and now he's there and it's great uh, i'm so happy uh for phoenix because they they have a great coaching staff part of that is clearly uh, okc flavored and um mm-hmm. yeah i mean uh that was that was that defense was something yeah it really was yeah Aiden showing up is a huge deal to me that's mm-hmm. That's like the number one catalyst. Because I think you know what you're going to get from most of those other guys on that team. Chris Paul, Jake Crowder, Devin Booker. Like Those guys are going to show yeah. up. It, Aiden has been even kind of his wild Even with just card. one shoulder. Yeah. E- yeah, even with just one shoulder. And not being able to dribble with one of his hands. But anyways, we'll see how he looks for game two. But uh, good signs so far for the Suns. Bad, bad yep. signs for the Lakers. But that can flip very quickly. Uh, at Thunder F Up, uh, asking kind of a similar question, which was the best games, but uh, I just want to follow up with this. How badly did the crowd noise make everyone yearn for Thunder basketball? Yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, uh, quite a bit, because I, and I went to a lot of Thunder games this year, and it's just not the same. Like, it's just not even no. close to the same. It was odd. It was, some of it was fun like some of those games were fun to be at but at the same time the crowd really does make up so much of these games and especially playoff games where there's tension and you can you know yeah you can feel that yes you can feel it through the screen it was so wonderful yeah it's it's yeah it was missing i mean and okc has one of the loudest crowds i mean even I i was there clearly but uh even even from tv you can you notice that you notice how loud they are and um yeah that that part was missing i mean they they did a good job with the crowd noise but when you hear it for real that is completely different yeah yeah it it makes it makes a huge huge difference uh let's see 
This is from Buster underscore Nakamoto. Uh, Dylan wow. Brooks blasts through Canadian NBA playoffs single point game record last night. How long until Shea takes it? Well, uh, it really depends on what the plans are next year. But let's say in, in four years, tops. Tops. Yeah, I give it. I give it two. Okay. I okay. Give it two you years. you are the guy that that that, that thinks that OKC will take it very slowly. Um, but uh, but yeah, I two do. Years. I do. I think even two years will feel slow by the time we get there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you. I think it'll feel that way. Let's put it this way. Uh, I think it will take five playoffs game off Shea. Whenever that is. Yeah, yeah, probably so. And and Dylan Brooks is awesome last night. That guy's good. Like he's yeah. he's a really good player on both ends. Chucker, really. but uh but uh Chucker in a in a system, which is uh, yeah. something that is good to have. I like a good Chucker. Yeah. <laughs> I like him. And by oh. the way, it's it's just by one point from Lou Dort. This is incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't he? Didn't Lou had thirty like last year? Yeah, he had thirty last. Was year. Was he holding the the record before? I, I don't. I honestly don't know that. I'd never heard anybody say that. So well, I'm not. Then it's weird that thirty one is a record. We should fact check that. Yeah, we got to fact check that. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know the, the truth about that for sure. Um, so at Captain Corbin asks, can you go over how the coin flip works tomorrow to determine the fourth and fifth odds? So I believe they still split the odds with regards to how they acquire one of the top four picks. Yeah, but the ping this, pong balls are split. Yes, yes, the ping pong balls are split for the teams. So mm-hmm. this, this is just if... Let's say Cleveland and OKC land outside the top four. Yeah. This will determine that order. Yeah. So if OKC, if they're both bumped out, if OKC wins the coin flip, they'll pick before Cleveland or vice versa. Exactly. That's how, that's how that works. It basically says how far can you slide. Basically. Yes. Yes. It will. Yes. It will determine if if that ninth spot is really the furthest the Thunder can slide. Which is that that is currently the furthest that they could slide. It's very, very, very low odds, but it's still possible. 0.32, something like that? 0.9, I thought. 0.9, yeah, yeah. That, 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 it's surely good. Yeah. Uh, And then there's another question below uh, from at Nick Tyler55. Can you also explain how it's a good thing for the Thunder for the Rockets to have the worst record? Yes. So if. The Rockets are going to land outside of the top five if they lo- if they don't get drawn basically with the ping pong balls if their if their combination doesn't get drawn they will land at five and because of that because that's really the only spot that they could land outside of the the top four they have basically fifty fifty chance of landing there. Um, I think it's like forty eight percent chance to land yeah, yeah, exactly. at the fifth uh, spot. Yeah, and there is there is something that is totally related to this draft. So if you have 
a top five heavy draft, then this is where you want to pick. You want to pick yeah. at, at five at worst. So yeah. in, a, in a draft where you have maybe two very good players and then a lot of guys, then this maybe you always want to, to keep the to, to pick the highest. But like if you have more chances to pick between five and ten than not to pick, then in a, in a normal draft where you have like maybe a little bit of talent spread, which is not the case, or apparently this is not the case, that it's okay. Um, in this particular year, when you have five very, very good players, and you can argue that you have four plus one, uh, and then the others, having the chance to pick that plus one, is, it's, it's, it's very important. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so yeah, in, in, in a year where, where you maybe have three players and then a lot of guys, like the 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 year in which they draft Shea, that was a draft where you had like four very good players, uh, or maybe five even that year. Well, you know, I, I there there are probably drafts where you have a lot of depth, like last mm-hmm. year. I don't think that drafting five or ten or ten makes. A ton of difference and yeah. you can see that because of like Halliburton was all over the place between five and and, and 12 and he ended up yeah. 12th so in a draft like that it doesn't matter that much in this one yes mm-hmm. so here's how they I mean Houston obviously can't move up and so because of that their odds aren't aren't spread as far as other teams like OKC sitting there with currently what they believe are the six best odds depending on how things go five or six um looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. The Thunder's odds are spread between the number one pick and the number ninth pick. Hmm. And it's 11% all the way, you know, 11% for one through four for each of those slots, 2% for the fifth pick, 18% for sixth, 25% for seventh, 8% for eighth, and then 0.6%. I was wrong. It's not 09 0.6% for the mm-hmm. ninth pick. You look at and Houston. And the fifth one is 20? Say it again. Uh, what was the one for number five? 20? Two, 2%. 2%? Yeah, that's what it says. This is all on tankathon.com. That, that is quite weird. Yeah, it's, it's strange. I don't quite understand that. Someone will explain it. Probably Stephen Dolan will explain it to me afterwards. <laughs> um, so Houston... Because this is why you wanted Houston to have this pick. One, you wanted the best chance to have the highest pick with mm-hmm. theirs. You, you could have been like, man, I wish they were in Toronto's spot and were m- more likely to get like the eighth, ninth, or tenth pick or whatever it is. Like, cool. The Thunder are interested in swinging for the fences. This is the swing for the fences pick. And because Houston can't move up, they can only stay where they are, or move down. Like, those are the two options that they have. 
and you look at the odds to stay in the top four, which you'd have to be drawn for, 14%, 13% at two, 12% at three, 11% at four. And then because of that, that's a, the furthest they can fall is fifth. That's 47.9% that they land at the fifth spot. That's the best chances that they have is, to, is that they will land there. So, I mean, that's what you want if you're OKC. You want to have those odds. You don't really want them spread through like 7 through 10 or 7 through 12. You want them at 5. You want all the odds to lay there at 5. And that's why we want Houston to have the worst record in the league. Uh, let's see. This is from at Bunch of Numbers. After Pressy's exit interview, what do you think the chances are that the Thunder make the playoffs in the next two years? Well, I, I mean, don't like I to. Mean, next year, like very like two percent chance in my in my head. You have no faith, no faith at all in very SGA little and Pogushevsky. Very Shame little. Shame on you. Next year, no. Next year, not forever, but next year. Yeah, I, I think also they were pre- also also tell me if you think that they could, who's who's out of the West playing or the West playoffs or playing like who's out? That's the other that's um, the other difficult thing. Like you can project growth for this team, but mm-hmm. is it big enough to overcome who's already there? So, I think this. Well, I think that it's hard for them to be a playoff team next year. It's it's very hard. Uh, there are teams that can explode, I think. There are at least two teams that, maybe not the Blazers, because I think that they will win against Denver, uh, yeah. and so their explosion rate is kind of low. But I think there is a scenario in which the other LA team explodes. Sure. And, uh, be and great. that is something. It'd be, yes, that'd be Very great. favorable for the Thunder, <laughs> with all the unprotected picks that they have. I really think that OKC can take the San, the San Antonio Spurs spot in the playing tournament. Okay. I sure. really think that that is a. I I don't think that that is something that you necessarily want. I was gonna say, can, uh, can you win two games and get mm, in the playoffs? Maybe, maybe it depends on who's there. Maybe it can they beat Memphis? There. Can they beat Memphis next year? Maybe. Maybe. I I don't think that that is out of the question. I don't think okay. that that is a two percent thing. I think that there is a a good also, per- there percentage. Is s- there is so much unknown. Oh yeah, it, it's almost impossible to to to, under, to to know it now because to predict like, today. Yeah, it's no, like, it's impossible. You, you can't do it today. I, today. I don't. That that is what there is a a chance between one and thirty. I think that there are you you can see at the roster in in September and say, hmm. I think that this is a thirty five slash forty win teams if as a floor. I think that that is possible, especially if they decide that, I mean, if they have luck and if they decide that, well, let's help luck because yeah. we will never tank with a team like that. And so let's let's see what we have. And maybe we don't go all the way to trade all our Ford or we don't go, we don't trade good guys and we just see. Mm-hmm. That I think is a possibility. Yeah. I don't think it's impossible. I would I wouldn't bet I think it's on un- it. I think it's unlikely. But yes, that thirty percent to me it's still unlikely in ma- in mathematical uh, terms. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't bet on something 
that has 30% chance to happen. Let's put it this way. Uh, at the fluky ask, is SGA getting the max this offseason? Yes. Yes. Next question. The, 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 the point is not the max, is what comes with it. Is that the right. player option? Is that just for four years? It's There is a trade kicker or something like that? That is where we will know more about what Shea wants for real. Yeah. yeah. Yes, definitely. Uh, Tyler K. Field asks, who do the Thunder send to represent the franchise at the lotto drawing? Who would give us that, the most luck? That That is not even a question. I want Pokusheski in a, in a Hawaiian shirt uh, <laughs> and, and glasses. <laughs> okay. Yep. That's the right answer. Uh, yeah. Let's see. I was prepared. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Nate. It's either Nate's and five or Nate sand five. I don't know. Do you love sand? Maybe you do. Who knows? He asks, do you think the defense Shea showed with the Clippers and at Kentucky can be showed with the Thunder when he carries less of an offensive load? And what's his ceiling with good defense? I think that it depends what kind of play he defends. Um, with his feet, I don't know if he will ever be a premier pick-and-roll defender. I don't think that he has quickness in his feet enough, uh, enough quickness in his feet to defend uh, premier pick-and-roll guys. Uh, I also don't think that this is what he will be asked to do um, because it's rare that you put a point guard on Shea mm-hmm. um, because he, he will have a high advantage. For example, like Marcus Smart was on Shea, not Kemba. Um, yeah. So I think that he will that the idea is to to give Lou uh, the premier assignment and that will be uh, basically shadowed by the other team. So if he has, say, the third option uh, on the wings in the on the opponent team, then I think he can be a pretty good team defender, um, especially if he's surrounded by better offensive options and defense, defensive options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. All right, one more. Uh, this is something we discussed. I guess we didn't discuss it in these terms at the beginning, but at Zach Deeg wants to know, is Mitchell the future young discontent star Sam could go after? Well, uh, let me say this. Um, if he is not happy in Utah and there is a slight chance that he likes to come to OKC and play with Shay. I'll make a pretty good offer to Utah because I think that Mitchell is will create such a dynamic duo with Shea that I mean it's it's worth whatever. What's like. your offer? Well, um, I I think that you cannot go below four first rounder, the yeah. one that Utah wants. That is yeah. a starter. And then maybe you need to add something else. You may need to give every Los Angeles peak that you have from now to, to what's like two thousand. Difficult is like if you're Utah, you probably want a young player back for Mitchell. No, that's not going to happen. Well, if if the say if Dort is the the thing that makes the deal work. Oh, what about this? What about this? Just what if 
the Thunder get one and five, and Jalen Suggs is the one that drops to five. Did you trade yeah. Suggs and three first-round picks for him? Yeah. Yeah, almost okay. immediately, especially if I have one. If I just have five, I will do it anyway. You would trade Suggs for him and three picks anyways? If he wants to come, yes. Interesting. Okay, that's all we have time for. Thanks for listening to today's show. He's a great player. He's a top He's a great top player. 15 player in the league. There is very slim chance that the top five pick, that the pick number five is that good. Yeah, it's true. And team he's control, young. The team control stuff scares me. A it's little three bit. years. Does, does he have three years left? Yeah. Because that sure. can. Yeah, three years. Well, three years is a lot. Well. KD didn't last three years in Golden, uh, four years in Golden State. So I know, but he j- it just doesn't line up with the Thunder's goals, though. Three years doesn't align with the Thunder's goals. Oh, I look. I know that you don't have time, but if you have two players locked up for three years, then as I, as I always say, those are assets that you may use because those are young players. And if yeah. things doesn't work in year one, nor in year two, you have two players that maybe are not happy and that want to play elsewhere. And you have a mm-hmm. lot of assets there. And and then you're ready to tank because I don't think that Pokushevsky uh, will be ready to lead a team in two years. You're trying to lead us into another tank, Michele? Oh my gosh. Okay, let's go to the let's go to the stream before we're done here. Uh, Tyler Field says what's up from OKC. Kyle Clark says what's up. Falcon Denmark. We have Arthur L saying what's up. We have Tyler Kendrick in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, Nathan Kramer, he's got big Monday energy. We have Miroslav, who I believe is in Germany. Oh, Arthur L is in Bethany, Oklahoma. Uh, let's see. Twice God says, what's up from Broken Bow? Vacation pod for me. Nice. Broken Bow. So nice. Wish I was there right now. Uh, we have Evan McDonald in Portland. We have Brushy in Albuquerque. We have Daniel from the UK saying, what's on? We have Tanner Blosser from Rapid City, South Dakota. Wow. Very cool. Uh, we have Jamie in Mexico. The Fluky is in Germany as well. We have Ross Patterson in New Jersey. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. Have a great, great Monday, and we will talk to you guys again on Wednesday.